0: Welcome to The Center Mid Philosopher. This episode is brought to you by Augustus Royale Fashion. Life's not black and white, it's gray, and gray is beautiful. Check out the brand below in the link. Hey folks, welcome to this week's episode of The Center Mid Philosopher. really exciting one this time. It's uh, We're gonna cover the top 10 uh, academies in the world of soccer and football. Um, and I should put a little asterisk on that, that um, it is, There's certainly, this may not be like necessarily the best in terms of like wins the most competitions. This might be a little bit more like maybe my favorite top 10 academies and or maybe some a little off the beaten path that maybe you haven't heard of before. Um, and you know, it just kind of touches on One of the reasons why I love doing this show is that, you know, soccer being kind of a window into different cultures throughout the world kind of um, can underscore uh, the different values, uh, personalities, uh, economies, uh, socioeconomic issues of different countries all over the world and different parts of different of the countries that you maybe haven't heard of. So hope you guys enjoy this one and, uh, you know, enjoy learning about it and. You know, a little bit further is just that I'm always fascinated with, um, you know, like in American sports, people will say like, oh, where'd so-and-so play, you know, where did, um, you know, Steve Smith from the Panthers this weekend was on college football, and he was wearing his Utah jersey from college, and it's just kind of cool to see where people came from, and you can really kind of figure out their style of play and their identity in the global game, and you know um it's just a big big world with lots of different cultures and uh, the no better way to start than the academies um and maybe you'll learn a lot more about some of your favorite players where they came from and how they learned to play the game um so right off the top um again i mentioned this like you could theoretically just say real madrid barcelona psg manu you know and and that would be correct um however um i'm going a little bit of a different order and if you have any uh... if i'm missing any or you have any disagreements please please share in the comments we'd love to hear from you love to get a fun dialogue going Um, but i I also i'm going to give you a couple bonus ones um... right off the top uh... there's i'm going to start with um... there's a program called right to dream in um... in africa and it uh, is really, really cool and groundbreaking new program that is, it was actually started in Ghana, um, but it, it focuses on football development, education, character building, scholarships, gender equality, and alumni success. Um, and it is, has become a real, um, absolutely critical partner to a lot of clubs Throughout the world, that you know, Africa can be kind of a tough um, continent just from the absolute massive scope, geographically speaking. I mean, a lot of European scouts don't even really know how to attack. I mean, there's just so much to evaluate. And Right to Dream is partnered with a lot of um, advanced technological platforms where you can you know buy memberships and have access to all sorts of players all throughout Africa and you can see their highlight reels their stats their personality profiles or all sorts of things about them but it's so it's a win for European scouts but it's also a win for a bunch of phenomenal African players that you know were almost uh, tough to find but this is providing them an avenue to be discovered and you know um, a lot of, you know, some players that have come out of this are um, Abdul Majid Waris, who um, has spent some time at Spartak Moscow, Laurent FC Porto, also represents the Ghana national team. Muhammad Kudus, um, he's played for Ajax. Um, David Akam, actually from the MLS, Chicago Fire, Philly Union. Thomas Agbiong, um Man City, uh, Hibs, and uh, Edward Sarpong, um, fc uh from denmark there's probably dozens of others but i think one of i just wanted to highlight that for the viewers and listeners look them up follow them on instagram it's cool and it's a really um it's a feel good one you know it's it's providing it's getting a lot 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 more great players in africa visibility that they so deserve and um so it's really cool so check those guys out um number 11 um again (laughs) this this group could have been certainly top five if not top two or three but santos um, from the port city of santos 50 miles south of sao paulo in brazil um just right off the top uh may have heard of a guy named pele robinho neymar diego from word Bremen, alexandro rodrigo Gabriel barbosa uh, otherwise known as gabigol um they're known as the village boys um they uh known for their fluid and lightning fast uh attacking style of play uh one word to describe them would be goals uh they score a lot of goals they proudly boast 12,000 goals in their 103 year history um and you know again this is another one that's cool because they're you would think they would just be completely dwarfed by all the the teams and academies right up the road 50, 50 miles up the road of sao paulo um and you know all the uh, flamingo corinthians um because the port city of uh, santos is is 120th the size of sao paulo somehow Santos still remains a gold standard in brazil for producing talent
1: It seems like they just generate a world-class wonder kid like every two to three years. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think City bought one two years ago. I forget his name. Um, But just player after player after player from such a small area. It's really cool.
0: Very cool. So, um, you know, again, you may have be surprised. There's probably, not probably, there are Santos Academy products littered throughout the world historically and certainly to this very day. Um, So taking a bit of a... uh, an interesting one here. So all right, number 10, Philadelphia Union, by no means am I suggesting that they're um, necessarily there in the top 10 academies of the world. But I just thought it would be cool for a lot of the viewers and listeners, especially American viewers and listeners to, to, to learn a little bit more about Philadelphia Union. Um, I would also mention that they're not the only ones. I mean, actually, FC Dallas was really viewed as the gold standard for many years in the MLS academies, producing the likes of Weston McKinney, um, Breck Shea, many, many others. And FC Dallas is by no means stopping. They're still phenomenal. Um, Real Salt Lake is another incredible one. But Philadelphia Union is really breaking ground. And I think what's cool about them is they're kind of taking the best from all over the globe, Europe, South America, but making it American as well. And, you know, the Aronson brothers, um, also shout out to Michael LaHoud, our, our buddy from the show. He's a product of, and actually was on Instagram yesterday. He had a big night there last night at the, at the Philly Union Stadium. But it's a, it's a bold, visionary, progressive academy. Um, they are calling up more and more of their academy players to the senior team more than ever. Um, I think there's probably seven or eight academy players on the senior team right now. Um, they're really big on culture. Um, it's They try to cultivate a culture of maturity, politeness, empathy, cross-functional learning amongst their academy players um, and accountability. So like they are big on all the kids in the school, they, they spend time with the owners, learning how to run a club. They spend time with the janitors. They, they clean the bathrooms. They uh, they buy their groceries. They clean the school. They're told, you are fully responsible for this school. It's your school. And I mentioned the school. That's really the center of their success. They built a, a, an academy called the YSC Academy. It's for U12 to U18. Um, they uh, employ full-time uh, sports scientists, sports psychologists, athletic development trainers. Um, they've also done a really good job partnering with a lot of local um, and, and historic clubs in the area. FC Delco, if any of you guys that used to play club back in the day, I remember coming across them a couple times, and those had the likes of Ben Olson, Jeff um Nicole Barnhart, you know, a lot of legendary Americans came from the FC Delco Club and they, they've they really forged a partnership with them. They also give uh, 80% of their students are that attend the school are on um, some form of scholarship and 50% of them are on a full ride, which is amazing. The YSC Academy was really started by Richie Graham, um, who created the school in his in his own memory and his upbringing, he was um, an Olympic skier, and it was, it was a it was kind of modeled after uh, an academy in Vermont that um, put out Olympic skiers, and so it's very much of that that liking. Um, they uh, they even teach things like the do's and don'ts of social media. They're, uh they have a big classroom that's modeled after the Allianz Arena of Bayern Munich. Um, And again, they've studied what people are doing in Europe and South America, but they've made it American. They also uh, employ a a revolutionary thinker, Dr. Nuha Ahmed Lee. She is a brain cognition specialist um, who teaches at St. Joe's University. And um, the cafeteria is run by sports nutritionists. the, the education they teach there is built on application, synthesis, creativity, and innovation. They even study things like circadian rhythms. Um, they have nutritionists, hydration experts, movement specialists, best-in-class online uh, learning portals. They um, they preach things like metacognition, which is thinking about your thinking. Um, they also have a really uh, famous uh Guy named Tommy Wilson from the Rangers in in Scotland. That's there, and of course Jim Curtin, uh, you know from the Chicago Fire, friend and former player of friend of the show Logan Pauls, and you know viewed as one of the most uh, forward thinking revolutionary coaches in the American game today. So Philadelphia Union, keep doing what you're doing. It's awesome. Um, Next in line is Grêmio from the Porto Alegre in Brazil. So what's interesting about Grêmio? is you know this is a real sociological study how different geographies create different cultures and so Grêmio is in the what they call the deep south of brazil and it can get really really cold there um and Grêmio has almost had this mentality of like not only us against the world but also us against the rest of brazil because it's really geographically speaking really really far away from São Paulo and Rio and a lot of these other areas. So they've had to create a culture of innovation, and um, you know they also are v- almost a little bit more South American than they are Brazilian because they they have they embody a lot of traits from Chile, uh, Uruguay, Colombia, even Germany, Portugal, even China. They have um, a lot of different. People and, and academy players, um, it's um, they you know they they really try to play a diversity of employ, uh, opponents so they they can innovate. So if they're playing uh, academies from Uruguay, they're ready for more physical confrontation. If they're playing teams from Paraguay, they're used to countering a lot of aerial balls. If they're playing teams from Argentina, they're used to countering speed uh transitions um colombians attack more so they're used to playing all sorts of different opponents so they they kind of rely on a, a number of different styles um, historically speaking the the history of the rio grande del Sul, which is where Gremio is located is a geography based on conflict um, it's kind of based on the idea of the separation of the rest of brazil and it's sort of, is similar to the Basques in Spain. Um, so it's a really cool culture. Um, they, um, they talk about how the gauchos from that region are, are fighting people. And um, they're, you know, I think another thing I, upon researching gremio a little bit deeper was interesting is, you know, they have nutritionists and psychologists, and they have social workers, and they all go to training. It's not like the academics just stay in the classroom they go watch the nutritionists go watch so they're all saying oh so and so is maybe not playing as well they need to be um so it, it's it's a very holistic approach um they also try to um preach maintaining players individuality from the region that they're from they don't try to force them into one style they say no no, no. maintain your maintain your individuality Uh, They embrace different playing styles, their culture is known of solid defense, strong defensive foundation, disciplined positioning, well-structured line, they're very position oriented, uh, building up from the back, Um, they maintain good ball circulation, uh, teamwork, collective play, versatile midfield with creativity, defensive stability, they're big on wing play, Uh, wingers and fullbacks are typically encouraged to go forward provide width, deliver cross, uh, crosses, uh, big on set pieces, uh, skilled dead ball specialists, um, adaptability. We talked about that, just the, the geography that they're part of, they're big on adaptability and youth development, of course. Um, so who are some of uh, famous Gremio Academy products? Arthur of Barcelona, Ronaldinho, uh, Lucas Leva from Liverpool, Anderson from Man U, uh, Fernando Lucas Martins from Man City, douglas costa from Bayern uh, munich juventus and then most recently la galaxy um so grammy that's a cool one uh you may maybe learn some things about some of your famous players from there um
1: talk about uh individualistic keep to your roots wingers i think douglas costa
0: probably checks that box yes he does <laughs> yes he does um he absolutely, he is, he fits that model. Like that's that now you learned a little bit more about why the way he is the way that he is, um, fiercely independent. Um, and he's a bit of a gaucho, right? I mean, he's a fighter. Um, okay. Number eight. Um, this is a cool one. Uh, Belgium's anderlecht. Um, they're, they have a famous phrase. there called, we are the street, um, the purple, uh, anderlecht. Um, so, what's cool about anderlecht is it's very belgian and it's very brussels and belgian is belgium is very much the epicenter of europe you know and it's a very much an amalgamation of just tons and tons and tons of different cultures and um diverse religions cultures languages nationalities and uh the way they their culture is built there is um they talk about how we mirror the community, um, multiculturalism. Uh, so Vincent Company from Man City is a very famous alum, uh, very famous Anderlecht alumni academy product there, African father, Belgian mother. Um, you know, he used to take the tram to training, take the nocturnal bus home late at, at night after trainings. And he was kind of influenced by the street as they like to say there. Um, they um, they are um, very proud of the fact that's uh, with an impressive seventy-seven percent of their graduates playing professional football now, which is amazing. Um, you know, some other, we talked about Vincent company, uh Romelu Lukaku, Tori Tielmans, um Baciasu, uh, Fellaini, um, Tielmans, Dress Martins. Adan Janajaz, uh, many famous players. Um, they have um a thing there called the Purple Talents Project, um, which is preaches technical perfections and, and collegiate intelligence. They talk about you know some innovative thinking. They don't like to swap swamp their their academy students and their children's minds with too much information. They work intensely for short bursts. Um it's a very Brussels area focused, like 80, 90% of the academy is, is from the Brussels area. Um, but it's really shaped the way Belgium, the Belgian national team has performed. And as we all know, they're a top, top, top national team in the global stage. Um, the Again, speaking of it being very Brussels and very Belgian, it's a very ever-changing philosophy, very cognizant that their philosophy is there that the philosophy is never cemented. Um, the coaches are often tutored by psychologists and pedagogic pedagogical teachers. Um, they, um, they're very open to change frequently. Um, they, um, kind of like to employ lifelong learners. Um, children change football changes as they say. Um, an example of that was they, they would say, you know, we used to be 70% possession-based, but what is what good is having the ball if you do nothing with it? So they've changed that philosophy a little bit more to 70% progressive, efficient ball possession. Um, so they've begun focusing a little bit more on finishing than just possession.
1: It's cool to see just a club so successful not be set in their ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you look at football past five years, just how much has changed and, um you know that philosophy probably is why why they are so uh so successful
0: yes yeah, so they've changed it from just possession to win the ball keep the ball progress create finish win um they employ uh, a high press or a spider web press uh, typically a three four three at younger ages and then progresses into a four 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 three three at the u15 level um they create versatile players that will develop into intelligent, well-rounded human beings. Um, fluid attacker, fluid attacking style, high tempo, speed of thought, quality of execution. Um, you know, uh, they expect to have confidence and craft in their attacking players. They build attacks through train, triangular passing, um, adaptability, um, hard work trumps talent. Or some famous mottos. Uh, on their walls, there, um, craft, guile, intelligence. They, uh, they like to think that they're creating strong leaders with strong character. Um, and they like to say, you know, the Academy doesn't just prepare youngsters for football. It prepares them for life. Um, so that's a cool, you know, maybe you learned something about Anderlecht. Um, all right, moving on to number seven, one of my favorites, River Plot, um, from Buenos Aires, Los Milanaros. Explosive attacking style, as no one would be surprised to hear. Um, um, so just right off the top, who are some famous River Pop players? Well, lists list could go on and on and on. Alfredo, Alfredo Di Stefano, some say the best of all time, uh, back with the Real Madrid days. Pablo Amar, one of my favorites. Hernan Crespo, Ariel Ortega, Javier Saviola, Andres Sandro, Enzo Francescoli, who, sidebar, um, is uh, widely known as Zidane's all-time favorite player. Um, he actually named one of his sons after him. Um, Gabriel Batistuta, Batigol as they called him. Marcelo Gallardo. Julian Alvarez, who's just crushing it for Man City right now. Um, Javier Mascherano. Um, they call the, uh, the Academy La Escuela de Football River Plate. They uh, preach skill, intelligence, tactical, no... Uh, tenacity. Um, I think one of the things that's wild about River is how young they start. It starts at U7. Um, So, I mean, they are really grooming them from like pretty much as soon as they can walk
1: the atmosphere at their games too so obviously one of the best atmospheres is the you know the the senior team but even their uh even the, even their youth leagues will have like ultras and oh, sure. you know flares in the you know imagine being 12 years old and there's you know 500 people with flares in the stands it's really cool how they kind of keep that um kind of kind of keep that uh what's the word i'm looking for um just kind of keep that energy throughout all of their all of their teams
0: oh yeah um they're big on um age specific activities so like they play a lot of 2v2 3v3 4v4 5v5 especially the u7 through u9 levels um so again i mean interesting like my son i was at four soccer games this weekend for my son is playing academy soccer in, in greensboro for nc fusion and you know they play 5v5 but they don't do a lot of 2v2 or 3v3 maybe they should in fact they should because even 5v5 can seem it could feel like you can hide the river plot there's nowhere to hide um you got to get in there and create and you got to get in there and defend um they which again is further emphasized that one of their philosophies is the players need constant contact with the ball um, in condensed spaces which again is very argentinian i mean They're known for their skill, um, and um, they're centered on compact defense. Um, Players learn to operate in packs to win back the the possession. Um, The academy stresses quick interplay and stretching the opposition. Um, They uh, blend a football that combines defensive cohesion with explosive offensive moments. Um, The academy team regularly tours Argentina, But also bolivia brazil mexico and and of course the us and europe and they often crush their opponents often ruthlessly um and um you know they were most recently seen beating the la galaxies academy seven nothing in the dallas cup um and you know they have um You know they're they're a big one and and they're very 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 much um responsible for many 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 uh argentinian i mean they you know we just named a couple world cup winners right there um so you can thank river plot for a lot of that
1: quite the list of names for sure
0: yeah um all right so number six uh a fame uh famous and a favorite uh west ham east london baby uh where it all began um so just, I'm gonna name some famous ones. Uh, you probably all know a lot of these, but uh, Frank Lampard, Joe Cole, Rio Ferdinand, Jermaine Defoe, Michael Carrick, Glenn Johnson, Bobby Moore, Karen Richardson, Declan Rice, Mark Noble. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's a very, very, very historic. And you know, I mean, England created the game, they brought the game to the world they were uh many 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 of the players on the 1966 england world cup winning team were from west ham um they're big on their east london roots um they focus quite a bit on local talent and you know um even though this is an example of like even though a lot of other clubs have come to be equal to that of West Ham, it still is viewed in England as kind of the, the OG Academy. And, um, still, I think if, you know, you hear announcers talk about, oh, they came from the West Ham Academy. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like Oak Hill and, and American basketball or something like that, you know? Um, and, um, so it's just, it's a real gold standard and a historic, one that, you know, so maybe if you didn't know that, you know, watch West Ham with a little bit more respect uh, for the tiny bubbles, as they say. Um, so here's a, a personal favorite of mine, number five. Um, I had a lot of fun researching this one. Uh, Dinamo Zagreb, Croatia. Um, also known as the Kasian. Um So I've, I've grown to become slightly obsessed with Croatian soccer because They're just so, so good and always are. And oftentimes if there's some new player, I'm like, man, who is that guy? That guy's really good. I mean, two out of three times they're Croatian, you know. And I think what's even cooler is I don't know what they're eating there or what they're doing, but, like, it seems like seven out of every eight people there is just an incredible soccer player because – the entire population is only 4 million people. I mean, that's the size of Charlotte, you know. And um, Zagreb only has a population of 800,000. Um, that's half the size of Raleigh, you know. And um, their annual budget is only 1 million compared to that of, you know, Barcelona and Real Madrid of that in the 20, 30, 50 million range. Um, you know, I think a, a cool story to, to exemplify how cool Dynamo Zagreb and how much respect they're getting on the world stage here lately is the story of Danny Ulmo, Um Famously left the Barcelona Academy for Dynamo Zagreb in 2014. Um, Robbie Burton, a Welsh midfielder, just left Arsenal's academy to go to Dynamo Zagreb. And Danny Almo, that paid off. I mean, he's killing it. A lot of it, you know, We talked about him on the last episode.
1: I was going to say he's came up couple episodes I think Um, definitely up and coming
0: yeah so you may not have known that about him that he left Barcelona Academy to go to Dynamo Zagreb and you know Dynamo Zagreb has a storied playing history firstly in the Yugoslav um, first league um, and then established in the top flight in 1992 of the Croatian League Um, they have um, won the Croatian Football League 20 times Uh, the Croatian Cup 15 times. Um, And um, in 2011, they were voted alongside Barcelona, Inter Milan, Sporting Lisbon, Ajax, Arsenal, as um, in the top six best youth academies in the world. Um, Romeo Jozak is uh, the the leader of the academy. Um, He wrote the country's uh, coaching manual, um, identifying over 100 desirable technical traits for young players aged between eight and 12 that's meticulous um and he, he he's he likes to claim that it's not the drills it's the coaches so he's big on the coaches when he took over the dynamo Zagreb academy he um there were 35 coaches he fired 30 of them and brought in 30 new ones and they uh they look for talent speed aggression tolerance to pressure quickness Um, he uh, he likes the coaches and players to be smart they should be loyal to the game they should be honest they should be passionate not money driven It's interesting he doesn't like dealing with agents Um, and you know um, youth academy players can actually play for their senior teams there that's one of the reasons why a lot of players like to go over there because as he mentions you know Making it from the academy to the senior team from the likes of Real Madrid, Man U, AC Milan, even Arsenal, um, it can be really difficult. Whereas they like to, um, every, every year, they, they like to uh, promote two academy players to the senior team.
1: Well, they're always in European competitions, too, you know, Champions League, Europa, whatever it is. So as a youngster picking, you know, picking an academy to go to, if you know, you have to promote two of us every year and they're constantly in European competition. I mean, that's got to be uh, just a cherry on top added bonus for, for that academy.
0: Absolutely. So who are some famous uh, Dynamo Zagreb alumni? Uh, Luka Modric, Ivan Rakitic, Mateo Kovacic, Andre Komaric. Joseph Bracolow, Mario Mandzukic, Vendran Korluka, um, Man City, Tottenham, um, Z- uh, Boban, uh, Prosonecki, Jenny Lovren from um, Southampton, Liverpool, Lyon, um, Nico Kronkjar, um, Alan Hilalovic, Marcelo Brozovic. Um, I mean, that's an unbelievable list. So many
1: good midfielders. I mean, other players too, but gosh.
0: So like, the other thing about Zagreb is they they're a selling club, and they know it, and they embrace it. And um, they like to train their kids to develop healthy, healthy lifestyle habits. Um, They train them to be good people. Um, They have responsibility in their school obligations. Um, And what do they how do they what kind of style of play do they like to do is so they're they're not position specific um they never the limit the amount of touches uh players can have at a young age which interestingly uh, in upon researching this again i i watch a lot of american youth academy teams play and i watching um some americans like these are by the way seven eight-year-olds mind you the team that we played against they were doing two-touch possession <laughs> before the game by the way the fact they're doing two-touch possession as eight-year-olds is pretty impressive but Under the Dynamo Zagreb model, they would say, no, 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 never do that. Never limit uh, creativity and touches on the ball at that young age. Who's to say who's right? Well, I'd say Dynamo Zagreb is better than we are. So anyway, maybe we can learn a thing or two. The other thing upon researching them a little bit deeper, um, and this is something juxtaposed against the American game, they're big on spatial awareness, and um, they're big on dealing with pressure like, getting the ball with a player on your back. you should. They, they really coach knowing where your teammates are on the ball, uh, around on the field, off the ball movement, um, and um, big emphasis on ball runs. That's a, that is something that I would say is probably the most lacking in the American game. I feel like you don't really start learning that stuff until you're 15, 16, 17 in America, and you just start learning it organically because you have to but they really make a point of teaching that from a very very young age and that's something when i do watch academy teams play in america now they're not there's not a lot of off the ball runs it's all just kind of get out there and figure it out and there's there's something to that too but i think we could probably it would behoove us to teach off the ball movement a little bit more um they're huge on technique um uh striking the ball like there was a, a journalist that went in and spent a week at the academy he was blown away by how much time they would they'd spend two hours doing nothing but striking the ball out of the air like working on a volley teaching them exactly where to strike it on their foot and again that's another thing in the american game i don't see a lot of that if you you either can do it or you don't they don't stop and teach you no 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 you know you, you stand this way position yourself this way momentum, use this part of your foot. That's something they do at Zanmo Zagreb. Um, So um, just some cool things there, you know, um, between 2008, 2013, the club enjoyed what they call their golden generation, raising over 50 million euros from the sales of the club. And a lot of that went right back into the academy just to continue to help grow and farm out talent all across Europe. All right, number four, Borussia Dortmund. So Dortmund's an interesting one because, you know, we talked about River Plot and Dynamo Zagreb and some of these clubs that it's all about starting super, super, super young. And, of course, Dortmund is too. But I I would say what Dortmund, to me, has become known as, it's it's almost like a prep school or something where you take, they're attracting the best 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 from all over the world at age 16 17 and and then they go there and it turns them it takes them from these like really hypo high potential players into megastars I mean
1: yeah Dortmund to me is when I when I think of the club that has embraced youth and then had international success that's the first one that comes to my head just from a very broad perspective
0: yeah I mean Jude Bellingham I mean, he's the best player in the world right now. Christian Pulisic. Gio Reyna is there. You know, we've all talked about he's not playing much, but he's still, he's had a great years there. And I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on. And and they have an interesting culture. It's like a, it's a I really d- took a deep dive on them and um someone's a journalist went there and they were talking about walking the halls there um not a single player or coach past one another without them greeting each other. So it's very network heavy. It's very, like, we're all a family here. Um, and, um, you know, they're big on speed of action. That's ser- certainly German, of course. Um, they have a thing called their, um, called the foot-bonaut. And um, each player must go into the foot eat once a week. And it's an extra five thousand touches per week. So they want, by by their estimates, um, over a four year span, their academy players will uh, touch the ball twenty thousand more times than their competitors in their training sessions. So that's a that's a that's a very uh, German, uh, you know, way of doing. It. Some of their famous academy players: Mario Gotze, Mats Hummels, Marco Rose, uh, Sven Bender. Marcel Schmelzer, Nuri Sahin, um, Gundogan crushing it right now. He just had a big goal yesterday against in El Clasico. Nevin Subotic. Some of the the other thing about Dortmund is it's like not just an academy for players, it's kind of an academy for coaches. Um, You know, Jurgen Klopp, Omar Hitzfeld, um, Thomas Tuchel, um, Lucien Favre, Matthias Sammer, Jurgen Rober. Um, so it's it's kind of like, we all know it. You can go and compete for the Bundesliga and in the Champions League, but it's also a real springboard into, I mean, I feel like it's like the, you know, people, it's like the cafeteria. People just go and, and pick their, their favorite dish for the likes of, you know, all the EPL teams, Real Madrid, like, You know that that's like the hotbed of talent. You know, so it's they get a lot of the best and brightest from all over the world from these great academies, and it's sort of like the the early college, if you will.
1: I think they're unique. That at least that come to my head, the only only team that has embraced youth and can still maintain success at the very, very highest level. You know, top three Bundesliga, um, or, you know, they should be anyway. Um, And then just like year after year, you know, European success. And, yeah, to me, when I think about it, that's the only team on the list so far that has um, still maintained um, high levels of success, uh, you know, with embracing all the youth players that they've produced.
0: Yeah, they've got something really unique going on. And um, there's no sign of that stopping. Um, so number, number 30, uh, a favorite, uh, Boca Juniors, um, fa- famous alumna, Diego Maradona, Carlos Tevez, Juan Roman Raquel May, Gago, Banega, Nicolas Burdiso. You know, it's a real Italian flavor, as we know, the Boca neighborhoods of uh, Buenos Aires. is a lot of Italian immigrants from back in the, um, you know, early, mid-1900s, um, and, um, you know, they've actually expanded their, you know, there's a global brand. They have academies in Miami, Long Island, Austin, Chicago, and St. Louis are, are uh, rumored to have some Boca Juniors academies. Um, you know, it's, it's major discipline, uh, intensity and passion, of course, strong defensive foundation, attacking flair, physicality, big on set pieces, um, an extremely passionate fan base, probably maybe the most passionate fan base in the world, possibly. Uh, and I've been there by the way, that was a bucket list for me. I've been to the chocolate box and, um, I've, I've never seen anything like it. it, 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 it the stadium was quite literally pulsing, um, from outside and it was bananas. Um, the Geniches, as, they, as they're known, um, big on tradition, uh, youth development, obviously. Um, and, uh, so that's, you know, that's, you can't do this list without mentioning Boca. Um, number two, um, you know, again, we talked about doing some off the beaten path one. This one is very much not off the beaten path, but how can you not mention Barcelona? Um, La Masia, uh, Laminya Gavi, Mark Gu, uh, Playing right now. Um, I mean, literally in the past week, there's been like, they've had a lot of injuries. So they've had, I mean, probably like half their team are academy products. Um, But, I mean, it's almost not even worth going through the uh, famous players there, but we shall. Um, Leo Messi. um, Moved over there at the age of, I believe, 11.
1: I've heard of him. Yeah, I've
0: heard of him. Uh, Xavi. Iniesta, Busquets, Gerard Piquet, Puyol, Pedro, Sergio Roberto, Shek Fa- Fabregas, um, Ansu Fati, uh, Pep Guardiola, Mikel Arteta, Luis Garcia. Um, I mean, you have to mention Barcelona because of the tiki-taka style. Like, Dave, that's probably the, been the most influential style of play in the modern era. I mean hell the EPL has become tiki taka you know which used to be back in the 90s EPL was thought that of the long ball super physical speed and the speed and physicality are still there but the EPL's become a lot more possession based and um, that is all due to the global influence of barcelona and the tiki-taki style um, what is the tiki-taka style it's a kind of an onomatopoeia you know, it's like they—it's like a tiki tack of the short passes all over the field, um, high ball retention, movement off the ball, constant triangular passing, um, pressing in high defensive line, positional play, quick transitions, uh, and of course, uh, the total po- football philosophy, uh, spearheaded um, by that of uh, uh, Johan Cruyff. Um, a lot of Barcelona style goes back to him um from when he was there and when he coached um you know the likes of Frank Reichard and Soichkov and you know that era he so it the Barcelona is kind of a you know a hybrid of of a Dutch, European, Spanish um Catalan style of play that's it's it's not even Spanish it's it's kind of its own thing and um you know your Johan Cruyff was definitely the foundation there. And, you know, carrying his torch is, torch is very much that of uh, Pep Guardiola. And, you know, Man City is kind of an extension of Barcelona, really. Um, all right, so um, that's, you know, everyone knows about Barcelona, but you, I would be remiss if I did not mention them. So number one academy in the in the world, and um, <laughs> troubled times are these but, uh, that of IX. um, you have to mention IAX. I mean, and they have to be one because frankly, they were kind of the first Academy in the world. They, they kind of created this whole thing. Um, I mean, maybe not necessarily like they weren't necessarily the first to do it, but they were the first to be the best at it and to have a real culture and identity. I remember, um, I used to play for Elmar Bolowitch, who was the head coach of Carolina. We've had f- many former Elmar players, myself, Eddie Robinson, Logan Pauls, Grant Porter, um, countless others, Buddy Forward. I mean, um, you know, list goes on and on and on, Matt Crawford. Um, but he used to have us watch uh, Ajax videos, actually. Um, the youth academy, um, known as the Tokmost, Tokomst, the future is what that's known as. Um, it's one of the most renowned and successful and famous and historic academies in the world. Uh, Johann Cruyff, Marco von Boston, Dennis Burkamp, Frank Yarkard, Clarence Seedorf, Edwin van der Saar, Wesley Schneider, Raphael van der Vaart, Patrick Kluivert, Johann Nieskens, Ryan Gravenberg. Um, there's hundreds of others. Um, but they the style of play is that of the total football style of play. The Dutch side pioneered, uh, in the late 1960s. It's a emphasizes quick passing and even quicker offensive transitions, very Dutch style of play. Um, it, it, it indulges on a constant, uh, desire to constantly improve. Um, and you know, I would even argue if you're gonna connect the dots. So, you know, Man City's influenced by Barcelona. Barcelona Barcelona's influenced by Ajax. And, you know, that style of play, you know, Cruyff was a real visionary, the way he played and then the way he coached, um, God rest his soul. And um, so anyway, folks, this has been um, top 10, actually top 12, um, best academies in the world. And, you know, again, I, I would like to go back and give a shout out to all the, um, ones that I omitted, um, th- which are, um, just countless, countless, countless of them, um, that, um, I didn't touch on. I mean, you know, Juventus, uh, AC Milan, um, man, Manchester United, um, you know, uh, PSV, um, Chivas, Tigres, Club America, um, you know, Corinthians, Flamingo. Um, I touched on um, FC Dallas and Salt Lake City FC. Um, but, uh, you know, there, I, I left out so, 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 so many that you would think of, I mean, certainly Real Madrid. And um,
1: IRU City probably has a top 10. Um. Academy.
0: Oh, yeah. Currently. Benfica, um, schalke velas Sarsfield out of Argentina, Penya Roll out of Montevideo in Uruguay, Atletico Bilbao, um, Sporting Lisbon. Um, I'm probably men- missing dozens, but if I miss any, mention them in the comments. And also, if you enjoy the show, please like, comment, share, check out our shop. Um, there'll be some center mid philosopher shirts. We're also going to have, um, some mashy P mob, uh, Bundesliga Berserkers, the cult of Catenaccio uh, teas in there. So if you're looking for some cool, comfortable retro tees, also, uh, check out the, the sponsor of the show, Augustus Royale fashion, um, retro tees, um, kind of hipster, uh, women's attire. Um, it's got it all. And, um, thank you for watching. I hope you learned something.
1: Awesome stuff, man. Learned a lot today.
0: Thanks.